Hey, it's Zach. It's the Best Advice Show, where each episode I invite on a different guest to give me some advice. So my wife and I met in 2006. We've been together since then. And that means neither of us have ever online dated. It's a fascinating and scary world, a world I know very little about. That's why I was super excited to get some advice from Michael Kay. He's the director of brand and communications at OkCupid. And he's got a bunch of advice for those of you who are trying to date online. I think online dating gets a really bad rap sometimes, but there are things that we can each be doing. It's a little bit better. Yeah, like what? Um, well, first, I think it, it really starts with your profile. That's the first step you're taking on these platforms, whether it's OkCupid or Tinder or Hinge or you know whatever your app is of choice. And in my role, or really because of my role, I'm constantly bombarded with dating questions from friends. Totally. I am spending my like nights and weekends reviewing their Hinge profile or helping them answer OkCupid questions. And from that, I've come up with like a short list of advice that I tend to give people. And the first is to be positive with everything you're writing in your profile, on your prompts, in your summary section. You know, the biggest turnoff is seeing someone say, swipe left if. And it just starts you off on such a negative foot because you're saying immediately what you're not interested in or what you dislike or what you hate. And I recommend people that instead of focusing on what your deal breakers are, choose to highlight your deal makers. Mm-hmm. Think about mm-hmm. what's going to make you swipe right on someone or why do you want someone to swipe right on you? And that's really what we should be shining a light on. It's important to know what's a deal breaker for us. That's really so important. But it's all about how you're framing it. No one wants to come to someone's profile and see, no, 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 dislike, 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 hate, hate, hate. So that's right. like... The- first tip I give people. So when we're trying to figure out our deal maker, I like that. Um, Our deal makers. I don't know. I, you know, I actually never, I I never online dated because my wife and I met in 2006. Uh, So it's, it's always just been a, a fascinating thing for me to look at from the outside. Yeah. But when we're thinking about what it is that makes us special, I feel like you know, I don't know if it's a Midwest thing or it's just a human thing. A lot of us are just like, don't know why we're great or, you know, rely on other people to tell us um, for better, or for worse. I guess that's for worse. Um, but so so what are some ways to for us to think about, like, the things that are great about us and how to then turn that into pithy text? Yeah. So I think there's two parts to this question. First, talk to your friends. We don't have to do this alone. And a lot of times, I know for me especially, it's so awkward and uncomfortable to talk about ourselves and think about ourselves. So turn to the people around you. Your Mm -hmm. friends know you best or your family members or your coworkers. And, you know, we're already doing this in so many other ways. I can't tell you how many times I've asked people to take a look at my resume or which photo they like or if an Instagram caption is funny. So we're already leaning on all the people around us for support, turn to them when it comes to making a dating profile and what you should be highlighting and what you should be talking about on dates because they know you really well. And then you alluded to this 
you asked about this earlier, um, how to figure out what your deal breakers are, because that's tough too. And I recommend people come up with a list in their mind or write them down however you want to do it. What within your deal breakers, what's a must have and what's nice, nice to have. You know, we do that with apartments, with homes. Um, and we should do that with dating too, because there's things that you know, it'd be really nice to have this, but do I absolutely need a partner? Not really. So right. for example, I love iced coffee. I love coffee in general. I love horror movies. I do not need my boyfriend to drink coffee every day or want to go see a horror movie every single night of the week. Right. And guess what? He doesn't. He does not like coffee. Horror movies is not at the top of his list. We've been together almost nine years. I think mm-hmm. we've got it down pat. <laughs> um, so you have to think about, you know, what what can you compromise on? What's not that important to you? Mm-hmm. That's great. What else? Another Another thing that I really recommend um, people do is think about what your checklist is. You know, we all have a checklist of who our ideal partner is. We create this perfect person in our mind. And while it's great to know what you're looking for, if we get to a point where we're being too specific, it could be really detrimental to your dating life. I've talked Mm -hmm. to people who they refuse to date someone more than a mile away. They have an age range set of two years. They want this type of them to have this type of job, make this amount of money. Um, And it gets so specific that you're narrowing down so many incredible candidates that might not have been on your radar. So this is where I always tell people to, you know, break your checklist into must haves and nice to haves. Um, because you'd be surprised at how complimentary your differences can be. I oh, love man. Harry Potter, The Real Housewives, Taylor Swift. My boyfriend is not that big of a fan of any of those things. I'm Jewish, he's Catholic. We work because when we go back to the that idea around our must-haves and our nice-to-haves, we're aligned on our must-haves. Um, we, we know we both want to live in New York. We know we both want children. We know we both want travel, but it's because we're both really clear about what our checklist is. That's great. Did you, at what point did you articulate to each other what your must-haves were? Really early on, I think a lot of these conversations come up early on in dating in a really natural, authentic way. I mean, yeah. your first couple of dates or even before you meet in person, if you're doing FaceTimes, if you're doing phone calls, this is just naturally, like, what are you looking for in a partner? It doesn't have to be that heavy. And it's so great to have these conversations at the beginning because there are a lot of things that are non-negotiable for people. I would not be with someone who does not want children. You know, I was having this conversation with a couple of people yesterday and there was an argument back and forth over, should you entertain going on a date with someone who doesn't want children? If you do, right. because you might change their mind. They might say, you know, I love you so much. I'm going to want children with you, but not with mm-hmm, everyone. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people who don't want children and that's great for them. And it's a great journey. But you need to be aligned on these like core values really early on. So I like to get those conversations out the door earlier. I also, that's one reason why I like OkCupid is that our profiles are really robust. 
So there's a lot of information that you're able to put on your profiles, either through our prompts or filters or questions. So we actually take that work out of like off your plate. Um, but I, I do think some of these conversations should be had really early on. Right. You know, when Ross makes the list between when he's trying to weigh being with Ju Julie or Rachel. Yes. Okay. Just, just remember how crazy I am about you. Okay. Kind of ditzy. Oh, too into her looks. Spoiled. Now that's a little spoiled. He was supposed to type little, the idiot. <laughs> just a waitress. Is that like the dumbest thing, or do you that think that there a, can be something effective about making a, a list if you're if you're thinking yeah. about two people okay. and which one you'd rather be with? I mean, I'm a fan of lists. I also think if you're going to take that approach, remember that these are human beings. You are not weighing different couches from IKEA mm -hmm. or different apartments and their amenities. Um, I think because relationships are so personal and so emotional. This is probably one of the areas where like a list between people might not be my personal route. I would really trust my gut. Um, and I do think if you really listen to yourself, you think about it, you're going to lean towards one person. But also we're in an age where you might not have to choose. You know, open open relationships are no longer taboo. You know, we've seen that non-monogamous relationships have been around for decades, centuries, and Right now, we're seeing younger generations embrace them. So depends on what you're looking for. You might not have to choose. Michael Kay is a dating guru. He works at OkCupid. If you have some dating advice, I would love to hear it. Give me a call on the hotline anytime. 844-935-BEST. That's 844-935-BEST. Also, if you want to help support the production of this show, which I make entirely independently, you can do so by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash show, and sign up today. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Thank you.